Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. You all right, John? And this is Max Rushton. Producer just got caught in a load of wires. There we are. And uh, you didn't need to know that. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by uh, two top esports commentators, two young lads, uh, Brandon Smith and Richard Buckley. And they, they got us very excited for a big international in the world of esports. They did. Quite often the things on this show make me feel older than I, I am. Yeah. I don't know, Imagine how I feel. Yeah, I know. Imagine if Andy was here. I know. Um, Tim Key, poet, actor, comedian, Liverpool fan, joined us as well. He was on good form, wasn't He's he? He's funny and he was funny. Yeah, so he was, was funny. Uh, Olivia Smart plays uh, football for Leeds women. She's also a nurse and she'd been administering vaccines uh, at Ellen Road. She was, I think she gave the first one at the new hub at Ellen Road. So she was great fun as well, wasn't she? She was great. And yeah. Is that it? That's it. That yeah, we had a chat was. about various things, including... Flautists. Um, uh, shrimps, flautists, and a bit of football. As we end up having a quite serious conversation about football, I don't know if that'll make it. Uh, yeah, that anyway, happen? here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. That cricket was absolutely tremendous. Wasn't Sensational. It? I'm slightly worried that England made it look a little bit too easy. Really? But now I expect. To, now I just. I I just expect to roll them over. Yeah. Just over the next. Three well, tests, if you don't if you don't follow cricket, um, uh, that that was pretty seismic in terms of victories. Uh, you know, including I mean, not just in India but in Chennai as well. As we've been saying, it's a place where they are pretty incredible yeah. as a team. I and think the, the toss matters. I yeah. think, uh, listening to the lads uh, this morning on Talk Are you saying two. England, were they all that? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not saying. Well, no, no, but it is worth remembering that because I remember doing a. A text topping on the on a Saturday when India mm. had been skittled out for thirty six, going you know come on, oh, yeah. can we have worse scores than that just to make the Indians feel better? You know they, they did lose, back they to bounced Australia, back yeah, yeah. quite well, mm. and so I, let's not get complacent. But oh, there was no, some I, I think that would be mad. Yeah. Brilliant performances, you know. I mean, Root is sensational at the moment. The Anderson over. Oh. I mean, it's it was just sensational, wasn't it? Well, oh, it's going to be interesting. We've not heard from Bumble, have we? Which, so it'll be good. You know, see what he's made of it all as mm. it unfolded over the last few days. What's your bet? I I feel maybe the subcontinent. Away, it's like the perfect time for Test cricket. 
You know, like, obviously yeah. it's nice when it's at home and you watch it all day, but the fact that you can just roll out of bed and there it and is. And there's some cricket on. It's just great, isn't it? Because the West Indies is quite nice. Yeah. Because it starts late. Australia's not great because generally the sort of time you're getting up, you probably won't see any play, yeah. will you? It's, I tell you what it is good for. Yeah. It is good on Boxing Day, isn't it, for Melbourne. Yes. Uh, when and the Ashes is there. And, and also, all you know, that first couple of hours, you know, you get a bit bleary-eyed by about one in the morning, but the first couple of hours play is always great to watch. I, um, I was at the MC. Uh, 2010 oh, yeah. when uh, England skittled Australia out I think it was at 97 I think and I was courting the, the now Mrs Rushton wow. but it was in, in what, what could be called the ambiguous days and you took where, her to a game of cricket well I flew over there and I had tickets for Boxing Day and I t- she doesn't like cricket As we're just not a big sports <laughs> no. fan we've established and uh, I was more interested in her than the game right. I left at lunch and uh, didn't see any I saw barely any of those wickets. And then she <laughs> ran off, and I didn't see her for the next four days. That's <laughs> part of the courting process. I ran off? I mean, literally. She sort of, yeah. Did she say, what's that up there, and then sprinted <laughs> I mean, in the opposite direction? Basically, yes. Wow. Yeah, so I flew back. Give herself a, a bit of time to think yeah, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, That's very think... selfless of you, though. I mean, the things you've done, and maybe with Valentine's on the mm. on the horizon, maybe we should look at the things you did for love as 10cc well, I mean, once. followed so. her around the world, Paul. Did you really? Yeah. It you didn't get the hint, did you? No, I didn't. And eventually, it was... She is look. She is happy to be in this country with. <laughs> well, her, isn't she? She's I mean, not in this country. Is no, you've let her go it. back she, to Australia. She has currently left me, but yeah. it's it's difficult to know. I mean, some listeners occasionally say, you know, when when I started listening to you, I really didn't like you, but yeah. I sort of come round. Well, I'm sort of erosion. I, I'm the same. <laughs> is the I was same? the same. Yeah, and where yeah. are you currently? Have I, are well, you, have I know, won you over yet? I'm warming to you. Okay, that's good. That's great. That's good to know. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you uh, did you watch Leeds Palace? I did, game yes, I, I caught most of it. Um, and yeah, it, it was a bit one way traffic, wasn't it? Really, we yeah. did. You know, it, it was a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. We're all sitting here yesterday, as many people were saying, no Wilf, not much chance, and so it proved. Really, they looked a bit toothless, didn't mm. they? Really, as they sort of tried to step up, they had a couple of chances, but um, it was very dominant leads. Yeah. They could have been four or five, couldn't it? Really? They're a lovely team to watch. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying anything that hasn't been said before. They're a real joy to watch. And Bamford is interesting, and we're going to hopefully talk about him later, aren't we? Yeah. So much has been made of Edison Cavani's movement, as if mm. he's the first ever centre forward to move. Every yeah. other centre forward before was just a sort of a pillar, yeah. basically just a just a, just a traffic <laughs> cone not moving. And Cavani's movement is brilliant, but. There was that one moment where Bamford slipped it past the defender. Cahill, yeah, yeah, when he put and, it the other side and of him, he, and didn't he? Not, he hit it over in the end. But yeah, was that, just... that was the trouble, wasn't it? Because he's in one on one, and he just skies it. Oh, I think he's such a lovely player. Yeah. He's a real pleasure to watch. I well, think. we'll have a chat about him later on because suddenly he's in the mix with uh, the boys on on Sky last night. We're looking at those players now are in the mix as a sort of backup striker at Kane, and they all offer something a little bit a little bit different so we'll be we'll be chatting about that uh, we're going to talk to Bumble very shortly we also want to hear from you this mm. is a little story that appeared in the papers today potty mouth Cameron Menzies saw his first PDC tour card uh, bid KO'd after missing a match because he was in the toilet mm. uh, that's in capital letters obviously the 31 year old that's not was, just how you say toilet no, is no. it <laughs> the 31 year old was uh, disqualified at Q school in Milton Keynes yesterday his opponent receiving a bye uh, Menzies says uh, nature calls you've got to go I had 10 minutes between games they phone explained I'm in the toilet and they said okay then I was eliminated it's a bit harsh isn't it so I mean there's all been times isn't it, when we're watching sport at home or actually in the stadium and look at Neatonby sport you could give it a life beyond that but certainly sport can be the springboard where you've thought you often think to yourself I know if I'll go to the loo now we'll score 
So you, you kind of do it to yourself. You know, you think, well, if I go, we will definitely score, so I'd need to go. I thought I thought this might be a save-it for the weekend. I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm more... When we're sending the ideas across, yeah. quite a lot of my ideas are lavatory-based. Yeah. Um, but I'm very happy well, to go with this we're not going to dwell one. too long in the lavatory. <laughs> no, we're more okay. going to dwell on the incidents you missed as opposed to what you got up to in the loop. Uh, Monty says, uh, that was a strong one to start with, Lucas Moura's third against Ajax. Oh, he'd given it oh, up, had he? Giving it just give it an extra minute. Seriously. <laughs> I'd give it a minute yeah. if I was you. <laughs> it's the opposite of that, isn't it? Yeah. Carl says, both United goals in the 99 Champions League final. Oh, no, you that... thought you'd hear the equaliser and go, well, yeah. I suppose then you'd think, oh, there's extra time. I'm OK, oh, I yeah. missed that. I can go now, I'll hold it in. But wouldn't you run back? I mean, that's the thing, that great... It's not going into too much detail, but the great control. There's only people of a certain age you wouldn't be in that position. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you hear the first goal, you'd, you'd rush back, wouldn't you? I think, you would so. think. Um, uh, Michael says, England v Scotland, I miss Lee Griffith's double. My youngest son decided to... Um, use his nappy and uh, it leaked it took me an age to get everything cleaned up I missed both goals but I did manage to get back for Harry Kane's equaliser gutted he says and Joe (laughs) says not the toilet but I missed the Olympic torch in Salisbury as I was buying donuts because there was no queue So well, are. you've gone slightly off, uh, yes, off not track. Not that yeah. I shouldn't have read that one out. Andy Very would say, "Why do you read that one out?" Yeah. Just the break. Don't Why read them all read, out. Don't Max. read them all out. Don't Where's read them all out. Get a quality filter. And laugh Max. at my jokes <laughs> during the birthday spread. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, imagine if the England team wasn't picked by Gareth, sort of going around the country uh, and uh, looking at the best players and then mm. honing it down into a squad. But there was a get-together. We brought a whole bunch of England-likely players together and they all sort of tried out. And they, they, it was a competition to see who would get in the first 11. Sort of an X-Factor type thing. Yeah, that okay. kind of deal. Well, yeah. that's what's going on in the world of esports this week. You've got 16 of the best professional FIFA gamers in England are going to have the chance to fill four positions... Uh, in the FA's FIFA Esports E-Lions. What, to then go to the World Cup? Yeah, well, effectively to represent their country in the Nation's Cup. Well, joining us now, they've they've been on before, and um, the world of esports. I mean, are you a gamer, Max? I overdosed in the early nineties. I sort of feel if esports had been a thing when sensible soccer was a big yeah. I'd be a multi-millionaire now. But you know, I've sort of fallen off the wagon a bit. I press shoot when I want to cross and cross when I want to shoot because the buttons are different on FIFA <laughs> and the other one. Maybe we need a retro tour. We need a sensible soccer tour. Yeah, I'm in, hundred percent. We'll have to explain what sensible soccer is to our next. I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they know their history of esports. <laughs> Brandon Smith and Richard Buckley are the esports commentators. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, Good afternoon fellas. How are we doing? Yeah, not Good, so bad. You. Uh, Richard, you ever go? You ever go? Um, sort of vintage. Have you tried some of those old games from back in the day? <sighs> I've had a dabble, but I can't <laughs> say I, I'm I'm hands on. In all honesty, yeah. um, I mean. Look, I only turn 23 next month, so... Um... <laughs> this is game that you weren't born no, when no. came out. But no. it's important to see where, where we've come from, Brandon. I think the where we've come from, that sort of gaming, there wasn't... I think it's fair to say Sensible Soccer didn't have quite the level of detail of, of FIFA. The, the gameplay was everything. Yeah. No, it's, 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 probably, it's probably got a lot of love for the game, but unfortunately, graphics-wise, it was, uh, it, was yeah. lacking, it was lacking a little bit. But um, it can still be appreciated, which is the main thing. Been I playing tennis with a wooden racket or golf with a hickory shaft, so <laughs> I would imagine... It, it, I'm stuck in the past. Like I'm a dinosaur. I can't I help myself. Yeah. So, Richard, this is, as I've kind of explained what's going on, it's a chance to represent your country, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a tournament coming up later in the year called the FIFA E Nations Cup, where the best uh, nations from around the world all come together. Very similar to, as you said, a, a World Cup. They're battling out. France is the reigning and defending champion. They beat Argentina in 2019. England, we made the quarterfinals. Not a bad tournament, but I think we, we're a little disappointed um, with how good we were playing going into the tournament. But we've Got two players. They, they were Tom, hashtag Tom, and Fnatic Tech, regarded as not only two of the best players in England, but two of the best players in the world. They'll be looking to keep their title as England E-Lions, but we're also extending it to four players. I think it gives a little bit more competition. They can't rest on the laurels. They've got two people sort of wanting to take the sports off of them to represent England at that tournament later in the year. Uh, it pains me, Brandon, to hear that we're a quarterfinal team in esports as well. <laughs> um, how, how competitive is it between? You know, what's the sort of relationship like between the players? Is there like a good, like a like a positive sense of camaraderie, or is it is there sort of visceral hate within the within the sixteen? Hmm. No, it's uh, it's quite a positive uh, vibe, I'd say. I mean, you were lucky, Max. I was commentating on that tournament. I had a tear in my eye when we uh, we lost in those quarterfinals oh, yeah. to Argentina. Um, but it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's an amazing mm. tournament, this. I mean, it was meant to happen last year, but unfortunately because of COVID, it didn't happen. And that was meant to happen out in uh, in Copenhagen. Um, but it's so professional. We're talking national anthems being sung before a, a, a ball is being kicked in these FIFA games. So, so professional. I mean, in terms of the 16 England players, I mean, yes, it's going to be competitive. The competition is, is ridiculous. But I love the fact that the FA have now made it four players because... It's similar to similar to any sport or any sport. Like people peak at different times. Like some people get used to playing FIFA really early on when the game comes out, and then they might drop off for a couple of months or weeks, and they'll pick it up again. So now that we've got four players, you don't know who's going to be the starting two players, so to speak, when the Nations Cup does happen. So that's a great move by the FA. Certainly going to be a competitive tournament because everybody wants to represent England. Uh, Richard, mm. would you say that there's in many ways, esports is sort of more honest than football because, you know, a lot of football is, you know, Mo Salah going down under the slightest touch <laughs> to the arm. But I presume you can't have that kind of, um, sort of the polite word of S-housery or sort of gamesmanship within FIFA, or can you? Um, I mean, not really. Obviously, you get that sort of uh, time management or sort of time wasting in games. If you're winning mm. and there's 200 grand on the line, you're going to keep the ball in the corner. Do you know what I mean? You're going to do anything... That you can do to, to get the win. I think one of the, the big things as well with regards to FIFA and um, football in particular, we've seen in past tournaments with national teams, with football clubs, some players are in the team, maybe not due to their current performance, but due to the reputation. In FIFA, if you're not playing well, you're going to get beat. At the end of the day, it's a very sort of competitive 1v1. You're not, at the end of the day, you're playing for England, but you're also playing for yourself mm. and, and you're, you're wanting to do it. Um, if you're not winning this tournament and you're not one of the E-Lions, you're not involved. It's as simple as that. Um, so it is very much the best of the best competing against each other. There is that sort of rivalry there because all 16 players feel in their own heart and their own mind that they are better than each other and they can get that spot. We got a little commentary moment from uh, from the two of you. You can give us a bit more context on it. But um understandably you know there's these tense moments closing seconds of a game everybody gets wrapped up in it including the players and including the commentators let's just play you a little bit here one last chance one last bite at the cherry here in Amsterdam Ronaldo through to Hullet oh what an end 
Reading here in Amsterdam. If that's not poetic justice, I don't know what is. The new zone knocked out Ryan on the Xbox, and this time Boras knocked out. It's Italy's finest in Principe. I've lost my voice. An incredible end to an incredible game between two players here in Amsterdam. And with the players on the pitch, I like the sort of parallel universe take of it with Ronaldo passing to Hullet. And uh, I don't know which version of Ronaldo that was, whether it was Cristiano or Brazilian Ronaldo. But what was that? Was there a lot riding on that game, uh, Brandon? Yeah, so a bit of context. Not every game's like that, otherwise we wouldn't be commentating for very long. Um, but to, to give you a bit of context, so there is every year in this FIFA cycle, there is a FIFA E World Cup. So everybody wants to get to this World Cup because mm. the winner gets $250,000. They're the champion. They get to go to the FIFA Best Awards. So they get to meet all the top players from around the world. You know, the icons, the the current superstars. So, so much is on to get to that grand final. That game there was basically a knockout game. If you score, oh, it was extra time, I believe it was at the time. You score, you go to London. You go to these huge grand finals. Hence why there was such an outpour of emotion from me and Richard and, of course, the player at the time. Mm. Um, and the context on that, Richard, was that... I believe earlier today, there was, I mean, earlier in that day, an Italian player knocked out a UK player or was it a hashtag player knocked out an Italian player? Yeah, it was sort of retribution. So earlier in the day, <laughs> the Italian had knocked out um, one of the teammates and it had been a flip reversal about two hours later. The the hashtag United player was eliminated by the, the Italian player in Principe. Um, but not only, I think, the commentary there, but there were absolute scenes as well. I think the player scored, the controller went flying up in the air. Um, <laughs> it was just, it were unbelievable in Amsterdam because that's what you work for as well. Mm. It's very much the case of like, if you, you play all season long and if you're not out of the tournament at the end of the year, you, you might feel it's a bit of a wasted year. So you want to be at that final, that grand final where the most money gets given out, the opportunity to, to be on, live television, all the eyes are watching. I think we had, I think they said about 28 million people saw the, the finals wow. in FIFA 19 in 2019. So it is very much the case of that's the culmination. And if you're not there, again, it, it, it's a sort of a missing out moment. Mm. Are there players who, you know, cross disciplines, you know, who, who are this good at FIFA and at Call of Duty? You know, sort of like some, Ian Botham, could, you know, playing football and cricket professionally. <laughs> yeah. does, that, does that happen or do you have to focus so much on one game? Um, I mean, you can. If, I, I wouldn't say there is a case study of that, to be honest, Max. Because mm. you know, you, if you weren't trying harder in one game, and then you were to go and you know lose a big game in the other, you'd be thinking, "Oh, why have I not put my energy into, into that one, that one sort of esports title?" So, so I, I mean, how, I mean, like, how players... much how much practice are these guys doing a day? So much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you actually you consider it, um, the game probably launches. I think it was first week of October. Mm. And they were probably playing eight, seven, nine hours a day just to get there for a numerous weeks and months. Because also with, with FIFA, it's not like football. In football, you might get sort of tactical changes every four, five, six years. Uh, Del Bosque is sort of tiki-taka and then the Gergen Press from uh, Jurgen Klopp. In FIFA, every single year, the game will change because a new title releases. Mm. So new mechanics get added in. Uh, FIFA 21, there was huge emphasis on off the ball movement and dribbling. So these players then have to learn it to the 10th degree, fully master the new mechanics. What about, um, in, about injuries? Sorry, what about injury? Do people get is it RSI? RSI, I suppose, and ice, and, and ice strain. They, they must be the two oh, biggies. Yeah. Um, well, one player, Shawry, he actually uh, broke his wrist 
who is playing in this uh, in this tournament as well. He's he's in the E Alliance, so it's sort of a, a a moment of of retribution for him. He started the year with a with a broken wrist, and now he's he's playing in the E Lions tournament. So I think there's a, a few people. Not only hashtag United fans, but also wanting to see him succeed after what he's been through this year. Well, fellas, good to talk to you as always, and uh, hope it all goes well. It's all going to be on twitch.tv forward slash England, isn't it? Um, and that's the 11th and 12th, uh, kicking off at quarter to four. So uh, we can uh, watch and listen to you in action. Thank you. Yes, it's going to be a good weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing who will uh, come out as the next four E Lions. Good stuff. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Chaps. Cheers, fellas. Uh, Brandon Smith there and uh, Richard Butley. Brandon did uh, a work placement with us here. Is that right? Yeah, I he think he's, fair, so he's gone on to bigger and better things. Amazing, but isn't yeah, it? he did. So many questions. Is that like rushing Harry Kane back too soon? <laughs> <laughs> his lab with a broken, broken wrist. wrist. You didn't yeah. worry he could go if it went. I, it it cramp. I thought he broke his wrist playing. Cramp. I mean, imagine cramp. Just another player then get hold of your hand and start to bend your fingers back. Beautiful moment well, yeah, when he yeah. steps over and it's just like pushes a, you. a FIFA fair play moment. They do it in slow mo. You see the other lad bending the other boy's hand back. That would be nice. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You'll predominantly know our next guest um, from his work with Alan Partridge... Um, Steve Coogan, of course, because mm. he's not a real person. Apart from no, he isn't, just so you know. Tim Key, who is a real person. A sidekick, Simon, who is wonderful in the role. But he's so much more than that, uh, as we've discovered man. over the years when we've spoken to him on the show. Um, he's a poet as well and has written many fine books on the... Helps year. Alex Horn on the Taskmaster. He does, he do oh yeah. He's, he's, yep. And uh, he has a new book out, which we're going to discuss now, because um, it's not just poems, it's kind of sketches as well. Um, and yes, Tim joins us. Good afternoon, Tim. Slightly laboured intro, but I, hadn't, I, I, clearly, I clearly, I clearly hadn't written it down. I clearly hadn't written it down. It was improv. It was good. You, yeah, I it, think you should have. Uh, you should have slung that one over to Matt. You could have done that. <laughs> I, I actually think I've put people off. <laughs> you came on here to talk about something, and I've put people off. So I, I, it was almost like, well, here he is, Tim Key. Take him or leave him. Yeah. It's up to you. I've got. I can't make you any promises. <laughs> Are you going to the bathroom now? (laughs) He used uh, Thought as a Wife, an anthology of poems and conversations from inside. So this this was your kind of world in lockdown, wasn't it? It continues to be, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're into volume two now. Right. But yeah, this was what happened in. <laughs> this is what happened in volume one, where I kind of um. I bet you've had like lots of guests on who do a sort of similar thing to me, who sort of talked about how you sort of feel a bit lost and not knowing exactly what you should be writing or doing in that first sort of few days of the lot, like comedians, because our whole thing is obviously like with a lot of industries just stripped away. Mm. And so you kind of, I ended up, luckily I write poetry. And so I just started writing these little poems that were, I sort of went one in one particular direction, as in just embrace, <laughs> embrace the pandemic. <laughs> and just started writing poems that were really about lockdown and about, you know, what what stuff was happening in that in the bananas period of, you know, March, April, May. Mm. Uh, and then, um, yeah, gradually sort of worked out maybe this maybe there's something in in this because they all sort of started to sort of feel like they're all from the same world and things. And it, it looked like maybe there, there could be a book in it. Did, I mean, presumably, well, I don't know. Did you just write them as you were doing the things, you know, as you were ordering far too many? I'm just reading Kiston's plans. I, could, I mean, I could read it to you, Tim, if you want. <laughs> yeah, done, Max seems very keen go. to read your own poetry oh, back to thing, you. Like, the sort of thing Tim would like is, some, is to come on a radio show and just have his own yeah, poetry Well, after that intro, you better be good. <laughs> here we go. So, <laughs> this go on, is then, here we go. Kiston's plans. Yeah. Kiston got a potter's oh, wheel this is, delivered. this is fantastic. Yeah, here we go. Your own poems read back. You might not like it when you hear them back. some decorum, please? Okay. Kiston. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kiston's Plans by Tim Key to Tim Key. Kiston got a potter's wheel delivered. He bowed deeply to the courier and started the thorny issue of lugging it up the old stairs. He now had a loom, a baby grand, a baby grand piano, a pizza oven, a chin-up bar, a dark... Excuse me. A darkroom, watercolours, a beehive, ice hockey shoes, a Spanish teacher, a treehouse kit and his 120-kilo potter's wheel. He jammed it between the piano and his beer-making drum. Now at least he had some options. He fired up homes under the hammer and began to consider them. I'm sorry, I, I corked. Well, yeah, you corked. I mean, I, I doubt have you laugh at your own material halfway through, do you, Tim, really? No, I don't. That was appalling. We're not doing well today. Good job this isn't live, really. Pet, we're killing, we're killing this man's career. Well, you know, I didn't want to be better at reading Tim Key's poetry than Tim Key. No, that's Key. Well, that be not really much danger of that. Yeah. Maybe but, it's a case of, should we just should we wrap this up and I'll go on to my next PR opportunity? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Someone who do it. You're in smooth in a minute. You can yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but they won't even know you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, you know, no, but, no, but Tim, Tim... <laughs> <laughs> I have a genuine question. I don't know if it's a good question, but I've got a question. It might work. Which yeah, is, yeah, did you on. just write these as you were going, or did you like sit down properly, like people write things normally, and sit in a room? And I'm going to write is, from nine to five. That is an amazing question. Thank How you, many other Tim. authors have you had on where you would actually ask them, "Did you sit down properly and write this?" Stuff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe, of course. <laughs> no, what what happened was, I was sort of like I say, I was sort of it was quite reactionary. Mm. And, um, you know, still like it still is like I was I've been writing quite a lot about vaccines recently and stuff like that. But I must admit there was in that first week, I suppose, because everyone was talking about toilet roll and, you know, all that all the cliches of that first week and the pubs closing and stuff like that. I think I tried to be a little bit, you know, be a little bit out of the box a little bit mm. of the time. But then when I'd finished it all and I was kind of um, <laughs> I found myself filling in the gaps and because the book is set out week by week. I did actually in in July sit down and start writing my my toilet paper material. As you look back on it, I mean, you'd probably say it's all toilet roll, <laughs> yeah. toilet roll material. But <laughs> but as you look back to compile it, did it kind of say a lot about your state of mind? You were a bit you were a bit surprised at times. You think, well, blimey, was I thinking that? Was I doing that? Was I saying that at that time? <laughs> 
Well, there's a lot of um, tongue-in-cheek stuff in the book. It's it's very very self-referential, and I'm like you say, there's conversations in it as well as the poems. So I'm I'm constantly having these chats with different people, and sometimes I refer to it and sort of say, you know, that this book is going to be some kind of <laughs> historical document in the in the future. But it was weird when we got it when we finished it and it was printed and it was sort of such a labour of love. And then I did like you know open a beer and start reading it in um in December. Mm. And yeah, it is bananas because that that period is so that period was so surreal. Yeah. And so like it wasn't really happening. And then when you do read back, you're like it it was sort of almost like I'm reading my own diary of those events where your life is spinning completely out of control at the time in a very slow motion mm. way. And now you're sort of it's presented to you in a sort of easily digestible, very fun, in my opinion, lovely writing, like week by week. It <laughs> yeah. made me week laugh, by week, didn't it? Really? Yeah. I, was, I, I could control myself. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, exactly. You're, you're doing some live kind of uh, recitals of stuff as well. Are you still doing that, Tim? Is that ongoing? Well, it is, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I um, yeah, that's the other thing that was going on was all the, all the comedy had stopped and then mm. someone asked me if I wanted to do an online gig and you just sort of go, no... I don't want to do an I don't want to do an online gig. Obviously not. I want this I want this to end and then we can all be back how we were. But then about a few months after that they asked the same person asked me again and I did it. And actually it's been really useful just to have a little outlet where there there are some things that are in common with when you're doing live gigs, you know. Yeah. You have an audience, you are in the moment, you have like a responsibility to try and create something funny and all of that stuff. So yeah, I do. And now I do that weekly, and that sort of ties in. With, I read mainly from the book and the stuff that I'm writing at the moment. Yeah. Quick word on Liverpool. Are you? Uh, how are you feeling about life? Are you still right behind Jurgen? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my. Are you joking? I love him. He's, the guy's fantastic. There's there's a I've put, there's a poem in the book about Jurgen Klopp. Oh, he's. Uh, I'll find it. I'll read it out later. <laughs> Don't yeah, do yeah, that. He's trying to sell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By yeah, the end of the week, I've got the whole book. So yeah. you don't have to buy it. Just <laughs> yeah, clip them together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, I think, I mean, it's a sort of topsy-turvy league, isn't it? I suppose mm. any one of those teams can sort of fall away or there might be a, a sudden, um, you know, surge from Wolves or something. You never know this year. <laughs> surge from Wolves. So they, you heard it here first. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you are doing another series of this time with Alan Partridge as well, aren't you, at some stage? That's in the bag, yeah. Yeah, yeah good. We, we, sh- we, shot, we shot that in. There's a, a very weird thing that's happened where, although our, our live stuff is, is out, that's gone, the um, filming is is sort of marching on. And so I, I filmed that almost directly tessellated over um, lockdown two, oh, the, wow. the, um, forgotten, the forgotten lockdown. <laughs> so, in, yeah, in, in November, that, I was just filming that. So it was kind of almost like a kind of free free pass to to be able to see people and you know have human beings around me for for one month really? but yeah we finished it and um uh the chap who plays alan partridge steve coogan oh, yeah. is uh yeah he was he was on scintillating form Good. to be fair to the guy do we know we're likely to see it when they're going to put it out uh, I think they'll put it out. Yeah. It oh, yeah. Quite <laughs> that's good. I thought he said it's good. No, no, I, do, you think, <laughs> do you think we'll see it, or do you think it'll be? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's right. a secret. No, one. No, I love no, a secret yeah. series. No. They're the best ones. Yeah, they're, they're going to wipe the tapes and then we'll pop my book <laughs> yeah. and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, uh, you can just say sometime in the summer, even if it's wrong. Oh. I think sometime in the summer. Oh, terrific! Oh, thanks, okay, Tim. we'll cut yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> cheers, Tim. We'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> can I just say where the where you can get the book? Oh, of course you can. Or, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Just, just, just to, sorry, just to try and get something out of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
um, yeah, you can get it from. Well, actually, obviously, people already know you can get it from Amazon. Yeah, yeah get it from. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> after all that, or, or good booksellers. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, worry, no, it's not not a secret code we need or anything. No, no. no. Okay. It's worth you knowing, Tim, in, in terms of silly questions I've asked. I, I once asked the a velodrome cyclist who was going for the record, the hour, how far you could go in an hour. Yeah. If you if you got dizzy, and uh, that was the yeah, probably the it was quite a good question. But Andy Jacobs got very upset with me for that. Question. <laughs> so, you know, did you sit yeah. and write? Sit, did you sit and write the book? Is actually quite good for yeah, me. That's, yeah, yeah. It was on. Oh, I thought that was a, that was a perfectly good question. I think. I think you should mm. use that again moving forward. I uh, try. I think. But, but I think, also, also. Ma- Thanks for uh, I've, I've listened to you both quite a lot in lockdown. So thanks for you know plowing on. Oh, I don't know if you sort of write this stuff in advance or sit down properly and plan it, but it's all been very good. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Well, good luck Tim. with Saga uh, in a minute and see what they make <laughs> of the book. Um, <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you earlier on about uh, great sporting moments um, or any moments you'd missed while in the uh, lavatory. This was off of the. Um, darts player who missed out on the, his, his PDC tour card because he was in the loo when his game was on. They gave him a heads up. He said, I'm on the loo. Came out 10 minutes later, he'd been eliminated. So that's a hell of a thing to miss out on. Mm. Um, this is Marco the Happy Hammer. I've been going to Ellen Road as a Hammers fan for longer than I care to remember. In extra time in the first half on this day, I simply had to avail myself of the facilities. Whilst there, feeling relieved, I heard such a roar and wondered whether it was a home or away roar. In return, returning to my seat, I realised we'd gone 1-0 up courtesy of the inspired signing of Nigel Winterburn, a screamer from one yard. He says, I was incandescent with rage, and over 20 years later, I still am. We won the game, but I was incandescent with rage, and over 20 years later, I still am. I don't know if he sort of cut and pasted that, or he really is incandescent with rage <laughs> incandescent. to such an extent. Maybe he put, he put he, it twice. He's got incandescent on a speed, you know, like it's a shortcut. It could be, for yeah. him, yes. Uh, this is uh, Johnny. So to this day, I've felt sorry for the Manchester City fan who wanders down the gangway as Vincent Company strikes the ball oh, yeah. for that beauty against Leicester. You can just see it. He's just there, the, the silhouette of a man just going, ah, I'll just go now. His <laughs> mates will know who it is, of Absolutely. course. I don't think he's ever been... He doesn't have any sort of infamy, does he? Has he popped up on TV? He's the sort of bloke we would chat to on this show, given after chance, but maybe he just decided to keep his head down. Um, how are we on Star Wars spoilers? Acceptable in 2021? Well, I mean, what? The original film? Yeah, the original film. Okay, <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, I, th- I think okay. you're on fairly safe ground. Anyway, if you yeah. don't want to know what happens in Star Wars, look away now. Mm. Uh, Moncap says, not a sporting moment, but I missed Darth Vader telling Luke he was his father at the cinema when I was seven. Yeah. And I didn't believe the friend I went with for weeks. <laughs> I just didn't, just wouldn't accept it mm. in that. Um, now, Russell Brand, Paul, oh, yeah. says that the Sistine Chapel ceiling gave him the same feeling. Now, this is from the Daily Star today. It's West Ham's ground. A seeing Upton Park for the first time. Really? The Hammers fan mm. claimed Michelangelo's mm. Vatican masterpiece in Rome reminded him of the excitement of seeing his side's former stadium as a child. Coming up the stairs at Upton Park was excitement tinged with fear, mm. and I was dealing with a power that I didn't understand. Looking up at the Sistine Chapel, uh, you would have felt God, he says. Yeah. Are you with that? Do you? Well, I've, I've seen it, and yeah. uh, my overriding feeling at the time was was anger. I was I was very upset with my fellow tourists. There's signs everywhere telling you not to take photographs. Right, I see. And who was taking any notice of that? People are snapping away, and I was thinking, what's the point? You know, they tell you not to take photographs for a reason. It's not just copyright. Quite a busy painting. Yeah, if I'm, I'm going to be a critic. It's a, bit, it's it's a, a bit, lot yeah. going on. It's a bit. You're going to wear your just 
Michelangelo, if you could just strip it back a bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not, less, I, you should have said to him at the time, less is more, whatever that is in Italian. <laughs> who <laughs> should have said that? Who is the least COVID-friendly member of an orchestra? Uh, uh, who, if you were having a guess... Oh, okay. So, it's, what, what instrument would you want to? I mean, which instrument would you want to keep I'm, away from? You want to keep away from the trumpet because it's air and it's it, you know a tuba's sort of going up, isn't it? Whereas yeah, trumpet's yeah. coming straight out. If you sat in front of the trumpet or fr- in front of the clarinet, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Well, interestingly enough, it's the flautists you want to oh, miss. Oh, right, okay. This happened in um, in Germany, the Bavarian Symphony Orchestra. They mm. were filmed doing Beethoven's Ninth, and uh, they recorded the aerosol cloud. Emitted by the uh, the wind players, three flautists, three trumpeters, three clarinetists, analysed by scientists, flautists were found to produce the largest dispersion with spit particles reaching a maximum distance of 1.88. I that's suppose annoyed. that's because it's like a pea shooter, isn't it? A flute's got yeah. quite a small hole. I guess that's what so, it is. So you really want to be sat on top of a tuba, yeah. and then you'll be absolutely fine. Well, uh, with the boffin involved said they should, uh, the flautist should consider the end of their instrument as an extension as the, of their mouth. Right. And so if the end is not directed towards the floor, it makes sense to increase uh, physical distance to compensate. In many so, ways, like the ball is an extension of your foot for the for great us, players. Thanks for, for great, bringing it back for, 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 for James Galway, yeah. the flute is the... Do you know what? <laughs> there you go. He's no longer with us, James Galway, and he's the only real celebrity <laughs> flautist, isn't he? So I was thinking it was only a matter of time before he came up. Well, I mean, I don't have any more in my locker but while we're still on music uh, another story you may have seen mm. pianist ben waters performed for a herd of 120 dairy cows wow. to help them produce mm. tastier milk at a farm in hook in dorset did you know that? i don't have any details on what tune he played i've heard what that makes, before i've heard that makes sort of the playing, milk playing music tastier. for animals they reckon i think i've heard you it around think? cows it's, I don't oh, mean, it's okay a, I mean, well, actually it's i discovered at six o'clock in the morning on january the first when mm. i was obviously hosting that talk sport show it's the one everybody wants yeah, uh, with Tony Cascarino <laughs> and at 6am I said look are, is anybody there because it's 6 o'clock in the morning on January the 1st huge number of cattle farmers a lot of people milking cows a lot of, yeah. we had, we had, I think we had more cows than people listening for the, at least the first 45 minutes of the show I've told Laura and Alan to make breakfast more bovine yeah. for the first half hour to really inter- to be good for our rage jar figures uh, the, the people behind a female facing online casino right. uh, thought it would be a good idea uh, to look at the best-looking managers in the Premier League and right. do a kind of survey on Okay, it. okay. So, um, who won the poll of oh. the followers of this particular online casino? Who's the best-looking? Because sort of Marco Silva was, a, was for a bit, wasn't he? Who's the best-looking now? According to this... In the Premier League. Small sample. Okay, that's a good question. It was 2,457 fans. Yeah, Okay. Just going through the league tab. And the winner won by 68%. 68%. Pretty, Who's pretty the most tiny. dashing one? Is Pep? Is it Pep? It's not Pep. He's, he's up Pep. there. Okay. It's not it, Jose. It's Scotty Parker. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Scott Parker. Thomas Tuckle, second. He's made quite that's, the impact. That's interesting, because he's got a touch of the sort of Mr. Bur- Niles from Frasier, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Burns, yeah, hasn't he? Mikel Arteta, they, they like that. Okay, very, yeah. They I like that look of very solid yeah. hair, yeah, okay. almost like a, a cycling helmet. Yes, good. Jose's up there, yeah. still well, dashing in his late 50s. I think he's aging quite well, Jose, yeah. isn't he? Uh, Jürgen Klopp, they like him. Okay. They like sort of very geek, much like geek chic. Kind of uh, yeah. teeth and cap. Yeah. Um, Pep, he's up there. Then it's um, Sean. Job, by the way. Okay, right. Sean's up there. Playing looky-likey. He's uh, good, got a good, per- great sense of humor. G-Y-O... What is it? G-Y-O-S. <laughs> this, then it goes Dean Smith, um, yeah. Graham Potter. Oh, you're not going to go all the way down to the bottom, are you? Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, right. Ralph Harsenhutl, yeah. Brendan Rodgers, Nuno, uh, Davy Moyes, yeah. Carlo Ancelotti, Marcelo Bielsa, Steve Bruce, 
And in the in the bottom three, oh, no, I think no. it's a bit harsh. This is a... In the relegation places... OK, can they still stay up or they cut adrift like the Premier League currently well, is? Uh, no, I'm, well, certainly not. The, the Chris Wilder, okay. who said he wants Sean Bean to play him in the film of okay. his life. That's if they escape... Step up, he, a step up, if it? There will be a film if, if um, Sheffield United manage to stay up this season. Mm-hmm. You want Sean... Sean, much taller man, he I'm is. guessing. It's a tricky casting. And then at the bottom, Big Sam... And very harsh. It's it's Roy Hodgson. <laughs> oh no! So I mean, it's it's it, it, there we are. If you're I saying mean, Roy v Big Sam is a six pointer. <laughs> I think it probably is, but uh, oh, I didn't think you'd. I didn't think you were. So, I thought Andy would be cool enough to read the bottom three. I didn't think. Well, that, I, I, was, I, no. I pass it on. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Uh, uh, Tim from Sidcup says James Galway is still with us. Oh, is he really, oh, James? Knows? If you're listening, I yeah. do apologise. I, did, I didn't think he was. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I've stopped sending him Christmas cards. He <laughs> yeah. probably know now. Won't He's he? been quite put out for the last few years. James Sorry, Galway. James. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how old is James now? I wonder. Oh, but that's what? one for the birthday spread, isn't he, it? No, he's 81. Well, it's is not he? his birthday until uh, December. Okay, so one to look, think of, I take it? it back. Still very much with us. Still going strong. Happy, yes, happy half birthday, the James great. Galway. But thankfully, not late, James. Galway. He may be listening. The same. Yeah, may want to phone. I him. suspect he is. He yeah. can play us a tune down the uh, play play over night. As long as there's nobody Absolutely. near him, right? there's nobody yeah. near him in the room. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is a case of two worlds uh, colliding. Uh, Olivia Smart is a, is a defender for Leeds United Women. She's also a full-time nurse, mm. and she now finds herself uh, at Ellen Road. Um, administering vaccines. It's a great story. Yeah, it is. Uh, she joins us now. Uh, hi, Olivia. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, this, this, it's, I mean, wherever you were doing it, it's great, but it must be fantastic to be doing it at Ellen Road. Oh, yeah, what can I say? Ellen Road as a backdrop for your uh, your daily job is, is not too bad, is it? It's not too bad as a lead fan for definite. Um, and ha- have you been sort of pleased with... Sort of how many people are getting vaccinated, and you know, on the ground, are you literally like a production line? Are you just sort of jabbing people in the arm every two minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we are the Aldi checkout of the vaccination world. We're, <laughs> we're, we're just bringing people through constantly, and I think that's how the process needs to be. Um, mm. But yeah, we get we get a limited amount of time with each patient at the minute. Um, but but that's fine. People are happy with that. Um, it needs to be like that, doesn't it? Well, I thought, you know what, I, I took my mum, Olivia, for hers a couple of weeks ago, and I thought the balance was absolutely spot on. There were the three people there. There was a nurse talking my mum through it, because obviously a bunch of questions you have to ask someone mm. before you give them the injection. There yeah. were two other people recording things that were on the table that were going on and chatting. But there was a bit of bedside manner. They they relaxed her, they yeah. had a conversation with her. And I thought, you know, it was efficient and it was done quickly, but it, it was, it, you know, it was done with heart, if you, if you like. It, it yeah, didn't feel definitely. clinical. No, no, and I think that's, it's more about that process, isn't it? I mean, everyone is there for the same purpose, but I think it's basic rules that we don't forget a bit of bedside nursing, and, and that, that's just nice. But I think, especially here in Yorkshire, that's what we're all about, isn't it? A bit of a, a bit of Yorkshire uh, yeah. feel. There's probably a few that want to have a chat a bit longer, isn't there? There's this lovely <laughs> yeah. of a day out, and you're thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to wrap this up, but I don't want to be rude. But I suppose that's true of anything in, in nursing, I would imagine. I, I think I might get a few more wanting to hold on for a chat, especially after this as well. Um, a yeah. few Leeds fans might want to stop and have a, have a chat about football. But, yeah. um, Do any of them we, know we, you play we, for play for Leeds? Has that come up in when you've been given the vaccine? 
Um, a couple of the of the nurses that I work with have reminded a few of the uh, of the patients that I've vaccinated that I do playfully recently, and um, it's become a bit of a sticking point, and people hastily move us on. So I try and keep it keep it under wraps, to be honest. You're not wearing full kit then for <laughs> shin no, no, pads. Sadly yeah, there she comes. The clank of studs on the floor. We know. Yeah, here comes Olivia <laughs> with her needle. Yeah. Presumably, Olivia. I mean, people. Mm. You know, for, for a lot of people, especially being vaccinated now, elderly or, or vulnerable, just must be incredibly thankful. I mean, I, I imagine oh, yeah. you're getting showered with love as it's happening. Oh yeah, and it's just such a hard time that we can't help people, isn't it? Or shake hands, or, mm. or or be thankful in that kind of sense. But yeah, people. A lot of people have been very emotional about it, and it's understandable, isn't it? Um, and especially that category of people that have been indoors for so long and not seen anyone outside of their own family for so long and that they get to meet, well, unfortunately for them, they have to meet me at a vaccination centre, <laughs> but, but but they're humbled by it and and I'm humbled by the fact that they, they come and that they're emotional about it, you know, it's a, it's a nice process to be involved in. And, yeah. and I guess, the, you know, the, the, the key message out of all of this is, is you know, to everyone who's offered the chance to get one, I know that you know now it was sort of seventy-year-olds plus to get in touch if they hadn't got the call to m- take advantage of that, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, my grandparents are in uh, are in that category of people, and I was desperate for them to be called up, and and when they were, I was relieved, um, and so were they. And I think anyone that's hesitant about it, then then rightfully so. That that's understandable in this this current climate, and you know, people have been worried about this for almost twelve months now. Um, but I think it's really important that people just, you know, know that it's safe, know that people are getting vaccinated regularly um, and, and that, that, that it's safe for them to be vaccinated as well. Your division has been suspended, isn't it, uh, during lockdown? So you've, you've probably been a while since you've played for Leeds. Yeah, um, we got we, luckily we got to play some of our season. Um, we, weren't, we weren't stricken with COVID, luckily, and... I know a lot of teams around around us and, and nationally were, were, but we weren't. So we we played a few of the league games actually um, at the latter stages of last year, um, from from September onwards really. But then obviously things have, have, have since stopped, and we've we've obviously gone into Strava runs for training instead. But um, it we're all sticking together, you know. Everyone's getting on with it, and we're just trying to keep fit. Um, I know it's difficult in these, these times, isn't it? But um, it's sad to not be playing football um, and it's sad to not spend time with the girls like we do normally and get that release of, of 90 minutes of playing football that we normally get. But, you know, there are, there are bigger things, aren't there, at the minute and, and at least we're still getting to watch watch some football, which is, which is excellent. Strava can get quite competitive, though. Can't it? Oh, you know, you, are you like one of the quick? Are you one of the quicker five k runners or not? We did a we did a competition the first lockdown, and I actually came out on top. So oh, okay. I've, got, I've set my standards. No, I know. I'm, I'm not up top in my mates' driver <laughs> group. It's very upsetting when you think you've done something good and someone's done a 19 minute five k. Like blimey, do 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 Leeds mm. ladies? Do they sort of have a similar style to to the to Bielsa Ball? Yeah, so we do play murder ball in training. Um, it's not it's not something that often gets talked about, but we we are put through that process, unfortunately, quite often. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very similar style actually. Um, our coach works as hard, and he won't even mind saying that uh, he, he expects more from us every every session actually, and it that'll prove you know um, as a club, Leeds United, the women's team's not had had great form. Um, like over over the years, and then you know, obviously we did very well at some points as well. So it's up up and down as a club, but recently we struck some form and, and come together well as a group of girls, and and hopefully that will drive us forward. 
Does your manager have his own bucket as well, or, or not? No, unfortunately, I think if he bent down, he wouldn't get up. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's you drop when you get back, I think. Yeah, exactly, I'll be ringing me after this. Yeah, and do you, do you get to play? Have you played at Ellen Road much as a, as a team? Yeah, so I've played at Ellen Road since I was a youngster. Actually, I've been given that opportunity, fortunately mm. for me, for, for my family to come and watch me. But yeah, we get to play there each season, a couple of games. And I think that's just a testament to where the club is at, you know, now. And Andre is in charge and, and, and Angus, they, they welcome us in. Um, it's, it's a family, isn't it, Leeds United? And to be part of it as a women's team is, is just um, is just as a, a delight for me as a Leeds fan as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The red card given to Thomas Suchek and the sort of the way it was rescinded, of course, has thrown up quite a lot of uh, talking points. And David Moyes was saying uh, the other day that, you know, look, I mean, Suchek was thanking Mitrovic and saying that he, he came to my aid. But if he hadn't flung himself to the ground, I mean, he's a big boy, isn't he? Let's be honest. It's the screeching that gets me in in that moment um you know don't don't you think that there's cameras everywhere they're going to be able to really home in on this and see that the contact isn't sufficient for me to go down clutching my face screaming like that which is i think from his point of view it was a bit of guilt and a bit of embarrassment but in the moment they're, they're trying to gain an advantage for their team if they can get this guy sent off all well and good and what we were saying the other day about the Marshall, uh, the Bednarak thing, mm-hmm. he went down very easily. Yeah, yeah, you could call it a dive, certainly. It didn't affect the game, but it was a dive. But that, that player's lost. He can't play for the rest of that match. And there kind of should be consequences for those players that do that. We look at everything else after a game. Why can't people look at acts of simulation? And even there's lots and lots of them. You get lots of times when players get a, a brief touch on the shoulder, go down clutching their throat holding their face. They're clearly trying to get someone sent off, aren't they? So i give you two examples. Obviously, Rivaldo is the most famous, yeah, isn't against it? against you know? Turkey That's in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think about um, Diego Simeone and David Beckham, right? Simeone should get booked for the challenge on Beckham. Yeah. Beckham probably should get... This is like red... talk sport gold. It is. <laughs> it's 8.10.89. <laughs> Come on, is it? St- <laughs> honestly, I'm still apoplectic with rage <laughs> all these years on. You are. Yeah. You missed it. You are in the toilet when it happened, <laughs> weren't you? So, so, no, Beckham gets a red card, although I do sometimes think with... with with sort of petty acts of yeah. revenge, they should take it into account. I'd only give a yellow for that. But then yeah. Simeone should get another yellow for yeah. diving. Sure. And, and like you can actually be fouled. So, so let's take that penalty, Mo Salah, right? Yeah. He does pull it. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think it's a penalty. But I, I, I could some, I could, you could somehow say, do you know what? It is a foul, letter of the law. Yeah. But it's also a dive. So I have your penalty, but there you are in the book. But I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you completely. I find, you know, especially the sort of screaming. You know, players know how to do it now, where they scream and stay still, and you know, hold their ankle. And you can see they haven't been kicked on the ankle. And yeah. You should be able to say, "Hang on a second, I've just looked at this. You got kicked, you got kicked on the calf, and you're holding your ankle. So you're, you got kicked on one foot, and you've held the other foot. You're a liar. Hmm. You're actually you. You're a liar. Pants on fire. Would you, would you want them to go and look at it though during the game? You wouldn't necessarily. Is that another reason for a referee to go and look at a monitor or VAR to say? He's dived there, Mike. Um, you know, give him a yellow or, or, or don't send. You I wouldn't know. mind. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I haven't thought that through. If yeah. you put me on the spot now, do we but need if more was, of that? Even if there was a ret- if there was a way retrospectively that if you've tried to con a ref, mm-hmm. you know you're going to get. I know they don't like retrospective yellows. It seems to be a great taboo. But what's wrong with I that? Don't understand? If yeah, you I agree know, with you. you know, if you got caught during it during the game, it probably would be a yellow. Who's on card. your panel? 
Tom Daly, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> They'd all have to. Uh, James Galway. <laughs> James is there. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Ian Anderson from Jethro Tom. No, just fine. let's have a celebrity panel. <laughs> okay. Ryan but I, I don't disagree with you. Why not yeah. say, yeah, you dived, you dived, and you dived? See, I had less of a problem with the um, Salah one the other day because it was that old classic example of, you know, he does feel the arm, he's, he's, he's charging in on goal. And if he doesn't go down, he's not going to get anything. And yeah. he was failed. It yeah. was a soft one, yeah. but he was failed. So mm. I had less of a problem with that. But I thought the Mitrovic one was terrible. And there has to be consequences although, for the guys. Although, sometimes if you, do get, if you do get an elbow in the nose... Yeah, but yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? it, it the you force, wouldn't fall over, no, would you, I? You wouldn't go, I'd probably go, oh! <laughs> not when you're six foot four and you put yourself about like no, Mitrovic does right. as a footballer. It's the screeching. I think, you wouldn't do I that. don't think you... I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think what noise you would make if you... I mean, you, you must be able to tell. So that noise is not the noise you'd make if you'd it's broken It's the sort of leg. noise you make. I mean, Cass was saying yesterday, we spoke to Cass, didn't we, about it, and he said his wife has said occasionally when he takes his jumper off and she's near him, he catches her with his arm. He said, she said, it looked like the sort of challenge that you give me when you're taking your jumper off. I like, I like it's great, the, isn't it? I like the cast is still giving fouls away. So, really, on that basis, Mitrovic should have gone, ow! Ah, what would you do for? In which case, had Mitrovic done that, yeah. then the red for Suchek was totally acceptable because he, <laughs> he's reacted in the right way. I do agree with you. I don't, see, I, don't, I don't see what the problem is. If they're looking at everything retrospectively, yeah. You know, then, then. Oh, listen! I want a retrospective yellow for everything. I just think it might stop people doing it. But and there's also the thing that you can, you can't appeal a yellow card either. Has that changed? Because that seems completely ridiculous as well. Yeah. Is it just because they just don't? They just they haven't got anything else to do. We're all locked down. You could try it now. Obviously, yeah. it'd be too many if you if you appeal every yellow card. But sometimes they matter. Yeah. You know, if the decision is wrong, you should be able to. Why not? Why not do it at half time? Yeah. Half time, you go and say, actually, that was wrong. That was wrong. Rescinded. You're okay. Carry on. <laughs> No, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Anyway, okay. we should run football, Paul. Off the off the high horse there. Um, on another topic, what else have I got for you? Well, I've got that rats are invading offices. Have you seen this? Oh, really? Pest controllers have warned of and for rats. the James Herbert fans. Yeah. <laughs> rat, rat infestations in empty offices. You know, we're all saying, oh, I can't wait when it comes back, when it all opens up again, and everybody will go back to their office and unlock the door, and you'll open it up, and there'll just be rats. There'll be just a sea of rats sitting at desks, you know, taking phone calls. They've been keeping the office alive. Yeah. The business will be going fine because the rats will have been learned to be sentient I've got uh, I've got other animal news you want this but I can yes, bring please. it back to sport I yeah, promise I'll, you have I not, I've not managed that Vasily Rats is obviously in uh, Vasily Rats he's well there done. in every office uh, yes. former Russian international a tiny shrimp is the fastest animal on earth oh, uh, a team of biologists have said it snaps its claws at less than 0.01% of a second the human blink lasts a tenth of a second the oh. shrimp's only a few millimetres long uh, but its pincers are so powerful they can create water jets that can damage boats it lives in cool scummy water and eats algae and I thought claws are so fast they defy the laws of physics wow. if only you could teach them to field in the slips <laughs> that's a great one catch it and by the time you say that they've caught it the issue you have Paul without wanting to take this too literally is if they're only that big yeah it's going to be very hard well they can't the cap's going to be too big isn't it when you have that handover big. who's going to do the who's <laughs> going to do the handover of the cap who would you bring in <laughs> which player will want to be the one who's uh, on the mid well in, it's great you have to bring in someone from Lilliput yeah. has to come in <laughs> yeah. to deliver a hat to a yeah. shrimp yeah. In, in which could, case could well be true <laughs> it's a good, good idea well though true. 
Why not? Do you want to know about David James or are you going to crack on? Yeah, David, go on, David James. James. Yeah, yeah, your mate. Former England goalkeeper David yeah. James took up football. I don't know, acquaintance, I would yeah. say, you know. Um, mm. But, you know, took up football so he could see his best friend. It's a lovely story. The uh, ex-Liverpool and Manchester City stopper, if you're not uh, sure, wasn't a fan of the beautiful game as a kid, but missed pal Daniel when mm. he was playing. Uh, James, 50. Uh, that's David James, 50, yeah. said, I wasn't interested in football at 10 years old. I ended up joining the side mm. just to be with my friend and not become a footballer. It was more about social and belonging to a group. I don't know if any other great sports in a, stars. In a very early... I've talked to David about this. In a, in a very... It was easy with a young player at Watford when mm. he was a, sort of about 18 or whatever and wanted to come and find his way through. There was a feature, I think in Match, could have been Shoot or Match, which was him, uh, David's mobile disco. He was the wheels of steel in the was Watford he? area, oh, that's a great and he had and he had this he had a, like a, an old van, oh, you know, uh, in those days that he he took his mobile disco on the road with, and it was like remember the the old van the yellow. Um, GPO vans that look like Thunderbird 4. You probably won't remember I don't those, know what do you? You're talking about now, but I'll look at it. I'll look you, I'll go he had one of those, I think, with wow. a respray, and that was the David James Wheels of Steel disco. The, did, did David tell you what the guaranteed dance floor filler was <laughs> of the time? I feel maybe we should get him on tomorrow and ask. I'm, and ask I'm him happy for his too. He's, he's top he's, 10 floor fillers of that not? era. I would. He, okay. I, I watched uh, Cambridge win 3 1 at Watford and got the junior used coach. And the boy behind me ate too many flying saucers and was sick in a bag. Uh, that's my main memory. We won three one, I think. But David James, I remember thinking he's tall, and I remember someone being sick in a bag. There okay, that's my anecdote. Happy memories. Then. End of that's the end of my story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow from one. Can you come back tomorrow if selected? Paul. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I don't want to get. I don't want to get complacent. No. Well, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Oh, good. Thanks. Um, thanks for listening. If you can join us from one, great. If not, podcast available around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.